Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Der Ausblick, where today we are going to go ahead and take a look at the upcoming game this weekend for Bayern Munich against Schalke at home at the Allianz Arena. I am joined today by Tom Adams. Tom, how are you doing today? Today, I'm not going to lie, I'm uh, doing a little rundown. It's been a very, very busy week, both work-wise, extracurricular activities and whatnot, but at the time we're recording, it's a Thursday night. So that means it's almost time for the weekend and almost time uh, for Bayern Munich. And this weekend, it's a big one, and I cannot wait. I cannot either, and I can definitely feel you on that being a long week kind of thing. Uh, as the table currently stands, Schalke sit at fifth place, tied with Borussia Dortmund on points on 33. Dortmund are ahead 19-10 to 10 on goal difference, however. The last time that Bayern and Schalke played, it was a dominant 3-0 performance in Gelsenkirchen with Robert Lewandowski scoring a hat trick. And since then, this Schalke team has seen a lot of different fortunes from the previous year. As we can all remember, they really underperformed last year, finishing mid-table, but this year under new manager David Wagner, they've really done really well. And a lot of that comes from this core of young players that they have, specifically two midfielders, 22-year-old Suat Serdar is their top goal scorer. He has seven goals in 15 games. Right behind him is 22-year-old Amin Harit, who has six and 17 and leads the team in assists. And then the third highest goal scorer is a 25-year-old striker, Benito Rahman. So looking at this team, it's clear that they are defined by phenomenal performances from their younger players, more in their attacking roles, with some more experienced players at the back, Nastatic and Mane, just to name a couple. Uh, will that be more beneficial to them in this Bayern matchup, or do you think this may hurt them a little bit more? Well, I think that will go both ways under um, David Wagner, who I think has been a, a godsend in his own right uh, for Schalke. So much of their success uh, has been through the, the pace that they offer, especially on the counterattack. And I think that uh, their opening match against the Rukrunda, that uh, very, very surprising and emphatic 2-0 win over Borussia Mönchengladbach was perhaps one of the most entertaining matches to watch in the, the Bundesliga thus far, especially uh, as a neutral. But I think we saw, you know, kind of both sides of that question you just asked. Both sides kind of play in a similar fashion where um, they have very pacey wingers. They both have very young squads, um, guys like Harit, uh, Mascarell, Kalajori. Um, and then uh, the new addition from uh, Augsburg, Michael Gregorich, who was absolutely one of the best players on the pitch for that match. You know, as much as they offer that pace uh, and that charisma and that energy going forward, there is that element of inexperience and um, element of openness where those spaces in midfield will open very quickly if those counterattacks don't work out. And I think that was on full display against uh, Minchin Gladbach uh, last weekend because we saw just how many chances each team had uh, in that match, and I, I think that uh, 2-0 even perhaps flattered Gladbach a little bit. I think Jan Sommer pretty much on his own kept Gladbach in that game, particularly in the first half, but you know, eventually um, Schalke found the breakthrough f through um, two of the guys, or one of the guys that you mentioned, Suat Sardar, and then uh, Gregorich, who was, as I mentioned, one of the best players. He set up the first goal for Sardar and scored the second himself. Um, so to answer your question, I think it's 50-50, and I'm also curious to see 
if uh, Wagner is going to do what he did against Gladbach uh, against us in employing two strikers in, in Gregorich and uh, Benito Roman, or if it's going to be perhaps Gregorich and uh, Bergstaller. Bergstaller, a bigger guy, can win those aerial battles, get involved in that hold-up play, play a little bit with his back to goal. I'm curious to see if he's going to roll the dice on that and, and sacrifice an extra midfield player or if he's going to keep it the same. Now, one thing that may be holding this Schalke team back going forward is the massive Weston McKennie-sized hole in the midfield. The 21-year-old American doesn't really make major score sheet contributions. He hasn't registered either a goal or an assist so far in this campaign, but to say that he's not a valuable player would be to completely devalue him. His ball movement and ability to start plays for this team while also being that pivot man right in front of that Schalke back line has made him probably one of the most important players on this Schalke team. However, he's currently out with a shoulder injury, and they really are kind of missing him in that role, even though, of course, they just came off of a 2-0 win. They're going to have him out for a while, and they're competing in two competitions right now, so he's going to be somebody that they miss dearly. Who out there do you think in this Schalke team currently is going to be the one to step into his role for the time being? Well, since he's gone down injured, it looks like Wagner has predominantly used Omar Mascarell in that sort of um, anchor uh, midfield role of the quote-unquote six, as you would call it. Ironically enough, his squad number is actually six as well. Um, and another guy, you know, I, I mentioned both Suat Sirdar and, and Daniel Kalajir. I think those are both kind of your um, your number eight roles, guys that can really get up and down the pitch. Um, and I think in particular, Sirdar has kind of been one of the, the breakthrough guys this season for Schalke, so much to the point where uh, Yogi Love has obviously taken notice Yes, with the last two squad selections for the international breaks for Germany, uh, Serdar's case was helped largely in part to the amount of injuries that Germany had to the squad. You know, he, Love and his coaching staff didn't really have, you know, a lot of people to choose from with the amount of injuries, particularly to midfield and attacking players that there were. Um, but it's clear that he's been he's been taking notice of Serdar's uh, performances. I think he's one of those guys... As I mentioned, he'll do work on both sides of the ball. He can he can pick up play, be that link-up man between um, defense and attack, not afraid to take someone on, not afraid to create some space for himself and take a shot on, as we saw against uh, Minchin Gladbach with his goal, not afraid to um, beam forward on the counterattack when the opportunity pre presents itself. So uh, with McKinney going to be out for uh, an, an extended period, I think that he's going to be one of the guys that um, you know, David Wagner will definitely be looking to to kind of take on uh, a lot of that responsibility that had been, you know, both consciously and unconsciously uh, in placed on McKinney. Now, it should also be mentioned that this is Bayern's last game before the end of this transfer window. We've already had one major, quote-unquote, major signing come in after Bayern's 4-0 win over Hertha Berlin at the Olympiastadion in Berlin this weekend. Alvaro Odriozola has come in, and it's possible that we could see him make his Bayern Munich debut over the weekend. He has been getting a lot of training time under Hansi Flick over this week so far from a video that the Bayern Munich public relations and internal media team put together. He seems like he's getting along relatively with most of the players on this team, specifically Thiago Alcantara, which makes sense because Odriozola speaks Spanish. 
Do you think that this signing of Odriozola is going to be enough to encourage Bayern to move forward and give everything they're all in their run for the treble? Or do you think that Bayern maybe needs one or two more players before the window slams shut? With the way that we started off the Rook Runda against Hertha Berlin, and also taking into account that Gnabry was back on the bench and uh, Kingsley Coman is not too far away, um, likewise is the same for Luca Hernandez. I think that uh, this is actually a fantastic addition. I, I thought it was great that he started his first press conference by speaking a little bit of German and saying Danke, and then um, going on to say that he wants to hit the ground running and he is very eager to be involved in the match day squad uh, for the, the Schalke match. I do think it's a bit unrealistic that he'll actually slot in and, and start this game and push Pavard uh, back to a center-back position, uh, especially when uh, I think it was Bild had come out today and said that uh, in the main training session today, Hansi Flick was uh, really drilling his players, particularly his backline players, on playing those long diagonal balls uh, to break through the lines uh, of Schalke. Of Schalke for this upcoming match, you know, in anticipation that they're going going to be sitting in a really deep block and not have a lot of space in between the lines. And I know that we all know Jerome Boateng loves playing those types of balls. <laughs> Sometimes when he probably shouldn't be, but every now and then they they do come off. So I don't expect uh, Odriozola to be involved right away. Uh, but down the stretch, I mean, this just gives us uh, another option. And I think, uh, despite his topsy turvy career with Real Madrid, you know his his time with uh, Real Sociedad kind of speaks for himself, speaks for itself. And I think this is a guy who brings a lot of experience to the table. Um, obviously having some Spanish speakers in the Bayern squad will definitely help. And it seems like he's already very well liked and he's getting well integrated. And it's been, you know, it hasn't even been 48, 72 hours yet since he's uh, arrived uh, in Munich after taking that private jet just before signing his paperwork after completing his medical. Um, obviously keep in mind, Joshua Kimmich comes back from his suspension uh, this week. You know, you wonder what midfielder is that going to sacrifice? Uh, my guess would be perhaps Goretzka would be relegated to the bench if Hansi Flick 100% wants to start Kimmich at the number six role and keep Thiago in there. Uh, Coutinho and Muller, obviously Lewandowski is never going to be pulled out of the starting lineup when he's fully fit. Perhaps even maybe uh, Ivan Perisic will be sacrificed. Maybe Gnabry will go back in there, but Again, just just going off of what I I just said and echoing it with Odriozola in the lineup now, that's that's even more options. You know, especially let's say Boateng has some some weak matches, a, a sequence of of weak performances. We all know that oftentimes his his pace kind of uh, gets the better of him in the sense where he gets caught out, gets caught on his heels, and he's not going to win a foot race against a lot of the top strikers in the Bundesliga. So. Um, you know, having a guy like Odriozola available to play at right back, we can slot a much pacier Pavard next to De David Alaba uh, at that center back role. So that just gives us uh, more options and uh, another fix to uh, um, something that's been quite a bit of a problem for us, uh, both in the Hinrunda um, and even in glimpses against Berlin, despite the fact that we did win 4-0. So to answer the question, yes, I definitely think he is going to help us make that proper push in the Rukrunda and you know, help us compete across uh, across all fronts because he's just another option at right back. And, you know, I, I even think at times he can be a utility guy, be a right wing back, slot over on the left if he has to. So uh, I'm very excited for this, and I, and I hope that he, uh, he proves me right. Now, finally, we're going to go ahead and hit on predictions. For me, I don't see this team 
letting up from that performance against Hertha. I think that this team really has come out of the winter pause trying to prove something to the world that they are one of the best teams in Europe, which we most of us believe them to be. I can easily see another 3-0 win. I don't think that it'll be all Lewandowski this time, though, but I think this team's going to keep this momentum going. They are exactly where they need to be, and Hansi's going to make sure that none of those boys let up on that. So yeah, I think 3-0 is a pretty good scoreline to go with. Tom, what about you? Yeah, 100%. I do think we're going to take every bit of confidence from that opening Rukunda win uh, in Berlin at the Olympiastadion into this. Um, I don't want to take away too much credit from, from Schalke, you know, especially seeing uh, Michael Gregorich's first match for Schalke after um, getting that loan move done from Augsburg. You know, he was really troublesome for Mönchengladbach. Um, so while I do have a lot of respect for this young, pacey uh, Schalke side, um, I do think that they'll pose us enough problems to the point where they, they might get a goal on the break, uh, but I think it will be one of those deals where it will be because they're in a deep block relying on the counterattack and it will be a, a mistake of our own doing as, as sometimes is the case when we try to play out of the back and we take a little bit too much time on the ball. So with that, I, I can see them nipping one, um, but I do like your scoreline of three because that's how many we scored against them Last time round in the Hinrunda, um, and I'll I'll go with three one, just give them more honest scoreline for Schalke. But yeah, I think that uh, there's definitely goals in this one for us. Um, Schalke rarely keep a clean sheet, um, and Mönchengladbach had plenty of chances against them last week and probably should have scored. So uh, yeah, I will go with three one. Uh, maybe not a Lewandowski hat trick. Um, maybe one Lewandowski. Uh, one Gnabry if he starts, and another Coutinho goal I would love to see. So 3-1 final score to Bayern. So that's going to be it for this episode of Dare Ausblick. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, download, and subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your quality audio content. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks. Follow me on Twitter at Jefferson Fenner. Follow Tom on Twitter at TommyAdams71. And please be sure to enter your name and fill out the survey into our drawing and our competition to win two Bayern Munich beer glasses courtesy of the New York City office of FC Bayern Munich. So with that, thank you very much. And until we release our next episode of the Bavarian Podcast Work Show, we will see you later. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>